Welcome to the Stockman Grass Farmer Podcast, where our mission is to help create a healthy planet and people through profitable grass-based livestock production. Grass farming is a 24-7 job and you can't always get away, so we've put together this podcast so that you can listen while you work or whatever you're doing, but always on your schedule, whenever and wherever you want. Be sure to check out the episode notes for links to freebies and special offers. Join our email family and stay up to date on our happenings and like us on social media. Today we have Joel Salatin's talk, The Big Picture from Grazier's School of Marketing and Social Media. Be sure to check out the show notes to learn more. Thank you for being here and enjoy the presentation. I've got just a little um, a little thing in here for um, for starting, and and this is going way back for us. It's not in it's not in your packet. Don't even look for it. I'm just I'm just adding this in on a little on a little on a little yellow sheet of notes. All right, but it's it, it but it's pretty simple. This is just my kind of my, um, you can call this your, my, my starting. Remember Charlotte said, everybody starts from zero, okay? And so this is where we start with zero. So here's my little starting recipe. Number one, um, start with one. People say, say how, many, how many customers do you think I need you know, to, be, to be profitable? 50, 100? 500, you know, they're all, they're thinking, they're thinking way down the road here. I'm saying, you know what you need? One, one. You get one and you're going to learn so much about one that you're going to get number two and three really quick because, because you got one. Okay. Uh, every time we did something new on the farm, uh, you, you know, you know, the reason for kids is to roll their eyes at their parents and, <laughs> And so, uh, so you know, dad, dad was always visionary genius. You know, he said he'd have this uh, idea, and my brother and I, you know, we we we'd, we'd come up with all the what ifs. Well, what if this? What if that? You know, and uh, dad would humor us for a little bit, and then he and then he'd say, "Well, we're going to know a lot more in thirty minutes than we do right now." <laughs> and there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that, and sometimes we just need to you know, close our eyes, grit our teeth, and jump into that one, and we'll know a lot more. And then two, three, four, five. So the hardest one to get is one. And remember, one of my favorite things is, if it's worth doing, do you all know this one? It's worth doing poorly first. That's right. All of us, we, you know, we come to adulthood and our child, our childlike, whatever, dream and fantasy world is gone. Uh, and we now we hit our 20s and we've been busy trying to please mom and dad, trying to please the Sunday school teacher, trying to please the teacher, trying to please the guidance counselor. Then we're trying to please, you know, the neighbors and, the, and now our employer and the college professor. And uh, we hit our 20s. 
and it seems like a whole life is consumed trying to please somebody else. And so we remember old, you know, grandma, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Let me tell you something, grandma was wrong. The truth is, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly first. And you go to a, you go to a family uh, get-together, right, Thanksgiving, all the cousins and aunts and uncles, all those weirdos, you know, all sitting around there talking. And the latest little uh, family member, you know, Emily Sue, right? Emily Sue, she's like nine months old. She's crawling around on the floor in her diaper. And she comes over, you know, the parents are all chit-chatting. And she comes over here and she grabs a hold of this chair, you know, and she kind of pulls herself up on this chair and she kind of stands there kind of toddling. Probably her mom sees her first. Oh, look, 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 Emily Sue. You know, she, she looks for the first time she stood up. You know, and of course, all the adults in immediately look at Emily Sue. Emily Sue's standing there, you know. Suddenly she realizes she's the center of attention and, and, and she's terrified. Ah, you know, everybody's looking at me. She loses her grip. She falls down in her diaper, you know. And what do all the adults do? Well, Emily Sue, if you can't stand up any better than that, just quit. <laughs> Is that what they say? No, they say, here, come here, put your handy up here. Let's try to get you back. <laughs> the fact is, you know, we don't walk well first. We don't talk well first. We don't poop. Well, I guess we do poop well. We just don't know where to put it, you know. But, you know, we don't do anything well first until we, until we do some. And so, so don't get all bit out of shape about I need five, I need 50, I need 100, I need, no, 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 no. One, one. And that includes if you're starting something new, if you're already marketing, you've got some customers, you want to try something new, it's okay, start with one. Um, number two, play with it. Be familiar yourself. Man, the refrain that really struck me, and I've heard Charlotte's thing um, more than once, but what really struck me this morning from what she was talking about was, you have to be familiar with your own product. Alan used to talk about the number of people that would subscribe to Start McGrath. How do I market? He'd say, well, how do you use it? Oh, well, we haven't eaten any yet. We just want, we just want to start marketing grass-finished beef. Well, are you eating it? Are you cooking with it? Are you, are you playing with it? And so um, this one for me is, Play with it. If you're, if you're doing dairy, my goodness, you need to be drinking your milk, making some butter, some kefir. How do you like to eat yogurt? You know, how do you, what's your favorite ice cream recipe? Whatever it is, uh, sauerkraut, okay, what, you know, um, how much do you eat? People don't, people don't know that. You know, they, what am I supposed to eat, like a cup a day? Well, no, probably two, two, ta two tablespoons is probably enough. You know, this is what we, we deal with organ meat all the time. You know, Weston A. Price. Oh, you know, people are crazy about organ, but got to eat organ meat. You know, I mean, a cow only has 10 pounds of liver. Ain't got one tongue. Ain't got, that's right. Only got one tongue and one heart. <laughs> and, and people just, I mean, oh, oh suddenly I've got to eat five pounds of liver a week. You know, no, you know, you don't need to eat five pounds of liver a week. It's, it's. It's more a, 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 a condiment uh, than anything else. Uh, or, you know, once every two weeks, that sort of thing. I mean, anyway, um, so, so play with it. Familiarize yourself with your own product. Um, because remember, your customers are looking to you to be their teacher slash coach. Okay? 
You're the expert. So you got to be familiar with it. Number three, price with, price with respect. Okay, you're starting out. Man, where do I start setting prices? All stuff you don't have all your you don't have all your time and motion studies done. You don't have your 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 uh, margins figured out yet. You don't have all this stuff, and uh, and a lot of times people you know what what um, what kind of price should I put on it? So I don't have a good. I don't. Have, you know, everybody's just got to. You've just got to start somewhere. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. If 10 to 20% of your customers never complain about price, you're not high enough. If what you're hearing all the time is, man, this is, what a great price. This is cheap. You know, rah, 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 you know you're leaving stuff on the table, okay? So, so price to, um, uh, uh, don't, price, price, price not to what you would pay, but to what it's worth, okay? And we farmers, you know, we're, we're frugal to a fault, right? Uh, you know, we, uh, the next, uh, so we get all that out of the way. And so how I started, this was way, way back. I started with, a, with a slide, an educational slide program. It's not to that 50 years ago. I've got a little bit of age on now. But that, at that time, was commensurate to an instructional video today. I did a slide program, how to heal your family heal and heal the earth with grass livestock, okay? And, uh, and I went to, you know, Kiwanis clubs and Rotary clubs and Ruritan clubs and all that stuff. Man, I did all those clubs in the area, and most of them are gone now. They're, you know, six old, you know, geezers walking around hanging the banner from 1952. We were the club of the year, you know, and... Uh, and now, where is all that? Where is all that community socialization happening? Internet. Electronic, electronically. That's right. That's right. Um, so, so you know, um, education. You be the educator. Uh, what you want are informed people. Number five, examples. And we gave we gave samples. We still give samples. We have a sample pack that we give to pr prospective chefs. Um, we routinely give samples out to people because, you know, people have this idea of, you know, gamey grass-finished beef or, you know, the chicken's going to be tough or all these kinds of things. And, um, you know, Procter & Gamble puts shampoo in your mailbox for one reason only, and that is they know none of us breaks out of our routine. I mean, you never walk down the aisle at the supermarket, you know, you've been a, a diehard head and shoulders guy all your life, and you walk in there one day and just, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say Rogan, okay, Rogan, okay. It's not working. <laughs> it's not working. All right, I'll, I'll, go to, I'll go to Kent. All right, you've been a, you've been a, die, this is a much better example. You, you've been a, been a diehard head and shoulders guy all your life. And, and you don't walk into the store and suddenly say, oh, I've just had an epiphany. I think I'm going to become a Pantene Pro-V guy today. You know, we don't do that. We don't break out of our routines. And finally, turning our customers into evangelists. Okay, into evangelists. Our, our world is desperate for appreciation. 
okay? Imagine, imagine if you went into your local hardware store and, um, and the, the manager came running over to you and said, man, uh, Leanna, right? Leanna, you're such a good customer. Um, you sent us a new customer last week. And since you, you know, told somebody about us, they came in and bought, you know, some uh, uh, coolers and a box end wrench and a pair of channel lock pliers. Just go over there to the tool board, select something, take it home today. We just so appreciate you. I mean, you'd about melt on the floor, right? I mean, who does that, okay? And, and, and today, you know, not only does that not happen, but, you know, you call for customer service and you're talking to some guy in India that you can't understand. I don't want to get all xenophobic here, but you know what I'm talking about. I mean, just answer the phone and be friendly and speak in English, you know. Uh, and so what we did was whenever somebody would we get a new customer, my first question was never, well, what do you want? That's what I'm tempted to say, obviously. I want to make a sale. My first question is, how'd you hear about us? How'd you hear about us? Oh, well, I had dinner over at uh, Mary Lou Smith's, you know, last week. She served this chicken soup, and it was fabulous. And she told me where she, and I wanted to get some. Guess what? Next time Mary Lou Smith comes in the store, we're going to go up to her and we're just going to hug on her and slobber all over and say, hey, go get a, you want a pound of ground beef? You want some sausage? You want a dozen eggs? Thank you. Take it home with you. Boy, that, that goes a long ways because that creates buzz. Okay. It creates a word of mouth. I find it still amazing that um, even when, even the companies that spend a million dollars on a 20-second Super Bowl ad still get 80% of their customers from word of mouth. Still. Still. And I don't know that that's ever going to go away. Word of mouth can destroy you too. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving right along. We're going to slip right on over into what I was supposed to start on this session. Okay. Uh, if you're following the outline there, we're at page six now. Uh, the big picture. I like uh, a branding is your soul. And what that means is you've got to know what's the soul. What's the heart of your business? What's the soul of it? What, what gets you up in the morning? And um, that's not necessarily customer centric. That's you-centric. You need to know what floats your boat, okay? And, and that's, how, that's how you present yourself. Marketing is your strategy, and sales are your subscriptions. I think that's a really nice way to kind of break those, break those out. So let's talk about, I've, I've got an acrostic here, M, and I've got some nice Charlotte Smith quotes here. Um, M is for the message, how you tell your story, um, remember, this is not the Toby Keith song. Want to hear about I, want to hear about me, want to talk about me, I, I, I. No, they want to hear about them. And I will tell, I will confess that for me in marketing, that is the hardest thing to do. Charlotte gets up here and talks about it. You need to talk about it in terms of them, them, them. I'll tell you what, when you sit down and you want to step into your customer's shoes, for me, that's the hardest thing to do. Why? Because it's not my world. 
It's just not my world. A, I'm a man. My customers are primarily women. You know, men just open the refrigerator and say, honey, I can't find anything. That's all men do. And, right? It's about right. And, and, uh, and so my customers are women. And, and number two, I'm not doing the same things they're doing. You know, I'm out in the field. I'm out carrying buckets of feed, hauling water, cutting wood, you know, all this stuff. They're scurrying the kids between soccer games and they're trying to, um, you know, whatever city people do. I don't know what city people do. <laughs> but it's not my, that's my point. If you and I sat here and said, describe for me the average day of one of your urban consumers, you'd be like me, wouldn't you? I mean, we'd kind of, oh, I gotta stop. No, see, what would I do? Let's see, I guess I get up and go to work, you know? And, and you got all this, it, it's, just, it's just weird, okay? It's just hard to do. And so, um, so we have to almost get into some sort of a, a yoga zen position, at least I do, in order to in order to to message from their point of view, okay. It's all about them and their problems. Charlotte's already told about this. Um, we need to be the mechanism to fulfill the solution to their problem. That's how we need to talk of them. Um, Let's run right on down to, uh, so that's M, message. A is for awareness. A is for awareness. Know your context. And I've got a little section here I think that was really interesting. Uh, I don't know whether you know it or not, but sometime during COVID, supposedly between, or um, like between the summer of 2019 and the summer of 2020, demographically, Millennials overtook baby boomers in spending capacity. Okay? We had this, this transfer of the, of the consumer equity baton from the baby boomers to the millennials. <clears throat> it's a very different kind of person, this millennial. Okay? And again... I'm looking at, um, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing from other people here. Uh, let's, look at some, let's look at some of these characteristics. There's three of them. Simon Sinek, um, who's been on Oprah Winfrey, what, 20 times, something like that. Um, he has these three uh, basic areas. Care. Community and convenience, all right? So what does the millennial, here's the, here's the point I'm making. I'm, the point I'm making is that we, that if millennials are the single biggest sector of the consuming public, chances are our customer, unless we're something, you know, strange, um, our customer is probably today a millennial. Now, you know, since I'm a baby boomer, 
In fact, I'm right smack dab in the middle of the baby boomers. Baby boomers are 47 to 67. I'm 57, okay? I mean, born in 57, not, I'm not 57, born in 57, okay? So, so I, I have always been smack dab in the middle of the baby boomers. So just so we're all in context, 47 to 67 is, um, is the baby boomers. All right. So what happens is if, if you don't know the tendencies of the greatest demographic that you're marketing to, you're probably going to miss it, all right? So let's look at this. Just This is really interesting. You, you can dwell on it later, uh, you know, when we're done. But the first one is, they, is, is the first C is care. So this, both the, these all have good and bad things. Uh, the good list is, you know, they care about the environment. Hey, I'm glad. I'm glad they care more about the environment than my generation did. They care more about nutrition. I'm glad about that, too. I mean, my generation was the one that put um, squeezable cheese um, uh, <laughs> Infamil Similac TV dinners on the map, right? I mean, we're the ones that did it, okay? So I'm glad that, that they're into nutrition. Animal welfare, same deal, that's good. Social concerns, I'm glad about that. What's the negative of, uh, of all these things? Well, they're entitled. They take a lackadaisical idea toward business. They tend to worship animals. I mean, that's the, that's, the, that's the pendulum swinging too far that, you know, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've been now called a murderer many times because I'm killing chickens, you know? And don't you know that, you know, my Fifi is the same as my aunt? A-U-N-T, not A-N-T. My aunt is my cousin, is a cow, is a... Chicken is a, you know, child. Fifi's a murderer. Put her in the chicken pen and see what happens. That's right. That's right. Fifi is too. I was telling the guys in the marketing school. I ran into a lady that that's uh, that's selling her um, her cock. So she's hatching chicks. What do you do with the little cockerels? You know, for for pullets, for eggs. And what do you do with cockerels? So about six weeks is about as early as you can as as a normal person can tell the cockerel from the pullet. And so she takes those little cockles, just slip their throat, kills them, put two in a, in a bag. She doesn't gut them, doesn't skin them, doesn't nothing. Just uh, puts them in a bag and sells them to Fifi owners so that, because there's this new movement, this, uh, this it's like this Pleistine, uh, you know, uh, animal movement where um, all the dogs are actual, you know, just, just, it might look like Fifi the poodle, but it's actually a ravenous wolf. And people are buying these, buying these little, little uh, half-pound cockerels, five bucks a piece. And they throw them out for Fifi, and sit back and watch Fifi rip feathers, and I mean, and and the dog gets to express its wolfness, you know, and go into its primal, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's a great thing. All right. So, uh, yeah. So. What I'm getting at is when, when we're looking at what they care about and, and, and the, what's bad about it is the, the list on the bad, again, we're talking about messaging here, um, what, or being aware. I think we're on A, awareness. Um, awareness of our market. We need, we need to understand the landmines 
so we don't message into, or, or we're careful about messaging into landmines, okay? That's, that's the negative uh, part. Two is communities. Community, all right? The rugged individual is gone. Boy, if that isn't the truth. Uh, you know, it takes a village. They're all in networking, collaboration, team building. Uh, one plus one is three, data. You know, that they're all into that community. That's a good thing. That's a good thing because that's how things go viral. You know, we never heard the term, Charlotte, when you were a teenager, did you ever hear the term, it went viral? I mean, that's a brand new term, just like food allergy is also a brand new term, you know. Uh, and and so, so the, uh, you know, it, it's good to, to see that community. The negatives are that the community is very shallow because it's, it's primarily based on electronic relationships rather than real physical relationships. You got Twitter, Facebook. Uh, it's all about quick, frenzied, friends, short conversations, lack of experience, and just and, and little and little sound bites. So we need to realize those are the those are the negatives, and we need to think about that in our messaging. And then the convenience. Uh, they're, they're all in the convenience, you know, um, efficiency, marginal reaction. Those are all good things. Innovation, expect, you know, can we do it better? Can we do it easier? You know, anything is possible. That's those, those are all good things. The bad part about convenience is they're very impatient, and they they they're not willing to slog. Alan used to always talk about, you know, uh, a lot of life is is the slog. Um, and, and they're flitting in and out. You know, they're quickly disappointed, quickly frustrated. Uh, so, you know, those, those are pain points. So those are, those are new areas of, um, of, uh, of, of cultural, cultural fact that we need to be aware of as we message. So we can leverage, we can leverage the stuff. Here's the point. We can leverage the stuff that's on those good columns, and we need to tread gently on the bad columns so we don't step into a landmine or we, you know, try to stay away from it. Okay, R, R is for relevant toward people. Remember, uh, there's a big difference between need and desire. Um, what we, what we want to do in our messaging is we want to create desire. Meeting people's needs is not nearly as powerful as creating desire. Okay? So, it, um, and hope versus fear. Um, it's amazing that of the two emotions, hope and fear, fear drives people to action a lot faster than hope. Again, we're wired, as Charles said, we're for survival, okay? So fear is a much, fear elicits a quicker response than hope. You know, I've heard evangelists say a lot more people um, get saved, you know, accept Christ because they fear going to hell, not hoping to go to heaven. It's the same deal, same deal, Okay. So, so, here's the deal. It's okay as we message and as we talk about things to, um, you know, to educate and bring our people along to fear, to fear others. We want them to hope in us, but it's okay to get a fear response. You know, 
you really don't want uh, MRSA and C. diff, which are, uh, you know, superbugs created by antibiotic resistance, do you? We're your antidote. You eat our meat and you'll never have C. diff or MRSA. How's that for a promise? So that's combining your fear and your hope. Are you with me? Um, K is for kerosene. Uh, marketing is fuel for your business, all right? That's, that's the truth. Marketing is fuel. E is for education. You're, you're trying to bring folks along. And um, um, I've got the little thing there from Ty Lopez, his five-part email sequence recipe. Uh, it's, it's, it's just good, good information. You can read that on your own time. Um, your, your, your email sequence is, uh, is there. Um, T is for tribe. Focus on focus well on a few people. We're you know, this is thematically exactly what Charlotte and I've been saying. You know, don't try to be all things to all men. If you're all things to all men, you'll be nothing to anybody. Okay, so focus on a few people. So let's do a little exercise here. Got ten minutes. Oh boy. Um, Let's say that you're going to market a craft product. I'm not going to say an, a, a per, you know milk or meat or carrots or whatever, but we're going to. I think I think all of us in this room we get the whole um, you know nutritionally dense um, craft food business. We're that, that's that's the space we're in. So you tell me, we're going to make a. We're going to make a hit list to go and have dinner with, have somebody out for dinner, maybe drop off a sample. Okay, we're going to, we're going to go um, make a hit list of people that we're going to go, you know, see, talk to. All right? Who's it going to be? In your community, where are you going to go? And I want this to be I don't want a name like John Smith. We don't know who John Smith is here. Uh, I need, but I want specificity. Who's this person going to be? What's our tribe? I want us to think. Because here, here's what I find. I find that too often we don't aim specifically enough to target our, our limited time and energy for marketing. I, I can't go to everybody. You know, the 80-20 rule is true. And um, 20, the 80-20 rule is, in this case, 20% of our income is from 80% of our customers, and 80% of our income is from 20% of our customers. Okay? But most of us, we get all bent out of shape about that 80% that is just kicking tires. And I mean, we've got it. We, you know, we do these neighborhood drops. You get these people, you know, we service them once a month. We go once a month and service these uh, folks. And we have people that once a month, they just uh, uh, religiously order one dozen eggs and a pound of sausage. And I'm saying, what are you eating? <laughs> you know, I can eat that in one meal. Okay? But don't fret it, it's okay, okay? They're not the ones keeping us in business. The ones keeping us in this business are the two or three people that come to the drop and get half a beef, 
half a hog, 20 dozen eggs, 10 chickens, you know, and it's a $1,000 bill. All right, I've rattled on enough. You're thinking now, is your, is, your, is your head thinking, who are we gonna go invite to dinner, uh, take a sample to, send, uh, take a brochure to, go schmooze a minute? Who are we gonna go to? Okay, that's too general. I don't know who the big mouth person is in my community. I'm not, I'm not what? <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't look up big mouth. Tesla factory, the 30 minutes away. A Tesla factory? Um, well, that's better. At least that's a place. Who am I gonna go see? I can't, I can't walk into a Tesla factory. All right, um, uh, uh, friends. It's called wine. Read between the lines. Okay. I have right. four friends I, I who love barbecue. Right They're backyard barbecue people at the smoker and the big kettle grill and all. My barbecue. Uh, aficionado friends. I don't even know if I spelled that right. Okay. A kickboxing challenge that it, she's putting out a paleo protocol to go with the challenge. So she wants me to do a box. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, a paleo kickboxing challenge. Uh, organizer. That's a good one. Okay. What else? The stock barn. The what? The stock barn. Go out that window there. Private chefs. Private chefs. Okay. I'll buy that. Private chefs. So I have a, I have a local doctor's clinic that I sell to. They do it as a, as a group. And they okay. These are MDs? Okay, um, so doctors are kind of a, a difficult one. <laughs> because, because there are doctors who, um, who take a dim view of diet and don't have a clue about nutrition. And there are doctors who are really into it. So I'm going to put this with the caveat. And, and, and I'm doing this for, for your benefit. <laughs> Quack doctors. <laughs> so who are quack doctors? Just names. You said chiropractors, naturopath, osteopath. Functional medicine, uh -huh. homeopaths. Open-minded MDs. Yeah, open-minded MDs. There are a few. Yep. There are a few. Yeah, okay. Midwives. So, midwives. midwives, yeah, there you go. Uh, any any, any um, alternative? Yeah, so th this is, this is the, the basic con uh, concept here is alternative health. Okay, anything alternative health, 
you know, anything that Medicare won't pay for, that's who you're going to, okay? All right, anything that Medicare won't pay for, that's where you're headed. Uh, what else? The latest um, diet trend, the lion diet people. Okay, I got to know where those are, though. Oh, no, they come to me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's you good. That, that's good if they're, that's no, good if they're they coming to you. About, they want to know all about your meat and all right. your money. All, all right. Here's, 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 you're, and you're like, what are you doing? And then, okay. Um, um, the lion diet. So now there's lion diet. Lion diet is all beef. Oh. And beef organs. No dairy. No dairy. The lion diet. They want cow balls, and I'm like, cows don't have balls. Do you have any bull balls? <laughs> you don't have cow balls, but you know, you might have those bull balls once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, so I'm going to say diet practitioners, not noodles, kind of so we understand that we're, we're, dealing, we're dealing with that. Okay, uh, how, about, how about the, um, the whole um, uh, fitness? Fit, fit, fitness uh, gurus, okay? So yeah, your CrossFit gym, uh, that sort of thing. Okay, um, I'll stop there. But you see what I'm doing here? I'm making, every community has some of these. You can go home and you can make your, what I call a hit list. All right? And, um, and because, you know, because when we stand up here and say, you've got to make relationships and you've got to do it, you know, this puts feet to it. it. It's easy to say, well, I went to this class, said I got to make relationships, but I don't know who to make relationships with, all right? This is who, you, this is who you're going to make relationships with, all right? This is, this is specific, all right? This is your tribe. Focus well on a few people. Don't go down and stand with your uh, little uh, sandwich board at the Sheets Filling Station. Ain't going to work, okay? So you got you to gotta, uh, uh, get it, all right? I is for involvement. Build those relationships um, and, of course, again, Charlotte talked about this. Everything from um, loyalty cards, social media. Um, uh, this is a big one, I think. They're bad guys. Go easy on their bad guys and heavy on we're good guys. It's okay. And again, it's okay to do some they're bad guys, but do about two we're good guys to every one of their bad guys. Are you with me? I don't know what the right ratio is, but you see what I'm saying. Okay. There's two ways to differentiate yourself. You can either say Monsanto is terrible or you can say we're clean, green, nutrition-dense, tasty, earthworm-friendly, you know, child-friendly, health-friendly, blah, 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 okay? One is a very positive message. One is a very negative message, okay? And so you want to go easy on the negative messages and heavy on the affirmative. On, on the positives. Both are good. They just need to be done in the right mix is all I'm saying. Because remember, fear drives more action than hope. So, um, so you don't want your people, you know, to become a bunch of, uh, <laughs> you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, Branch Davidians. You know, you, you don't, you don't want a, a, a bunch of, uh, you know, paranoid, timid people. 
Uh, what you want is just that right mix of where, yep, we know Monsanto and, and, and Tyson is not good. You want just enough of that, but you want this feel good, non-guilt, I'm helping, I'm, I'm, I'm positive, I'm helping the situation. Okay, um, nutrition, uh, farm visits, let me tell you, um, if there's one thing we know at our place, there's two ways to capture a customer for life. Taste it, see it. And if they taste it and see it, that's even better. Farm visits are incredible, okay? So uh, I highly recommend farm visits. And those don't have to be something, you know, something crazy. Uh, I mean, we do, uh, you know, we, we started years ago. Uh, oh, man, I'm out of time. Um, years ago, uh, so, so Teresa and I, just so you know, um, one of us is an extrovert, one of us is an introvert. I'll give you one chance to guess who the extrovert is. <laughs> All right, I'm the extrovert. She's the introvert, okay? And, and so, um, so here we were, whatever, 15 years ago, and these people are just are coming. I mean, okay, so we're, you know, that's what happens. And, um, and I was frustrated because I'm the extrovert. So everybody that comes, I want to go meet them. Where are you from? What do you do? You know, you want to talk a little bit. Teresa, she wants to go hide in the closet, okay, and, and, uh, and, and come out and put a bag over her head and pull weeds in the flower bed because I don't want anybody to talk, you know, we, she, you look, look, she's looking for shirts, you know, that say uh, Pedro's Landscaping Service, you know. Um, <laughs> so, so nobody will mess with you. They think she's some, uh, some landscape outfit. All right. And, and so we're both frustrated. So we sit down and say, okay, how do we deal with this? Because I'm frustrated because I can't get any farm work done. All I'm doing is talking to people. She's frustrated because she can't come out and work in a flower bed without being accosted by somebody. So we decided to do, to offer the lunatic tour, which is a two-hour hayride for free to channel people, funnel people. If you want to talk to us, here's the day you come, Okay. And man, it was a breakthrough. Here was the problem though. The first, so, so what that did, it freed me up. Now, when somebody comes and I see them, I can just wave at them and I don't even stop stride. I just keep on trucking. I don't have, cause if they want to talk to me, they're going to come on a lunatic tour day. Teresa knows on this day here, that's when I do the laundry and stay in the house all day. Okay. And it, and it tended to funnel and focus people into those days. Well, we did it first, you know, at no cost. What happened that first year though as the season went on, people, you know, it filled up quick. But then as the season wore on, more and more people started not honoring their RSVP. Oh, something came up, you know, da, da, da. and by the last tour of the season, we're at half, at half strength because half the people didn't come. After we turned away hundreds who wanted to come because we can only take 100 people, 100 adults at a time and the children that go with them. So we said, all right, we got it. People got to put skin in the game. So the next year we charged 10 bucks and that stopped, that stopped it immediately. Now, here we are, you know, a long time later, we're now at 25 and we do what, eight, nine of these a year, hundred, you know, it generates $30,000 a year. It's a nice little side income solving a problem. And, uh, and it's just, it's just wonderful. So, uh, farm visits are great. Uh, nutrition testing is becoming very, very uh, much, much cheaper. Uh, you might want to check into that. So you actually have some nice charts to share with your people, uh, comparison to other things. 
um, and, um, and, and share your life. I see the typo there. Share your life. There's no whining, okay? If the calf dies, it's probably not good to, to go and whine and be a victim about the calf dying. Now, next month in a blog post, maybe after you've settled down, and it's, then you can talk about when the calf died, how I felt, and that sort of thing. But don't do it right in the, in the moment. Um, Side-by-side comparisons are good. Um, you know, be honest about, the, about your pricing. Volume, uh, don't be scared to scaling up. It's okay. Uh, participate in everything that you can imagine. Value add, uh, coaching, all that. N is for nuancing your message. Let it evolve. It will grow with you. You will, you will grow with your customers, and your message will grow with your customers. Just like Charles said when she started, you know, it was an average of 35. Now it's 45. And you'll sell different things. You'll sell to different kinds of people. You know, your, your, your business will, will adapt and will evolve with you. But, but um, uh, be quick to nuance your message. And G is gratitude for every sale. Be thankful. Every time, every time somebody comes in and buys, I just feel uh, whatever, uh, um, um, immersed in blessedness and, and, and thanksgiving. Now, before we break, this is my last, my last crack at you today. I've got homework. Tomorrow, we're going to do, because so much of this that we're talking about involves writing. We're going to do a writing tutorial tomorrow. So here's my assignment. Tonight, I want you to write an invitation to a barbecue you're going to host with local entertainment. And you can decide whatever it is, if it's a band, a comedian, a a juggler, or whatever it is. So here, here are the components. An invitation to a barbecue with local entertainment, okay? And I want everybody to write up a little, a little flyer, a little, you know, it's uh, whatever, two sentences maybe, like, like you would a little, a little come on, a little teaser invitation. And we're going to ask a few people to be vulnerable enough to share yours and we're going to use this as the basis of, of a little writing tutorial tomorrow. How do I write more precisely, concisely, and, and, and get, that, get that message out? Um, I have, I have a, 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 just a little handful of things that are just so specific and basic. I think I can move on. When I was in college... My freshman roommates, every one of them, I could spend 10 minutes with and raise all their essay grades by at least a letter in 10 minutes. That's what I want to do with you tomorrow. There are a couple of tricks that can make your writing punchy and better, and that's what I want to do tomorrow. So, everybody got the assignment? It's like a couple of sentences. That's all we're doing. We don't have time for, you know, big paragraphs. A couple of sentences, and we'll go through them tomorrow, those of you who are willing to share. hope you enjoyed this presentation. Well, check out the episode notes. And always remember the advice from cows and be outstanding in your field. See you next time.